Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. It is a true emergency. Quick, run. love aliens. We're in. We're in. Hooray. We're back. Welcome back. Happy 2020. Happy New Year. We somehow made it. We made it. Um, I, I almost just went, how are you? But it wasn't meant for you. It oh, was for, the, for the audience. Okay, well, email us listeners. and just let us know how you are. Yeah. Let us know. Okay, so I have no business. I have no business. I have no business being here in the first place. That's but, very true. Um, I guess my my only business is listener discretion is advised, because sometimes we say bad words. Yeah. And adult themes. What show am I thinking of very specifically when they say viewer discretion advised? That could be anything. But I think you're specifically thinking it's of... Criminal Minds. I was going to say, I think it's uh, like at Law & Order or something. Yeah. It's got to be a crime show. I just remember, like, I have, like, fever dreams of that voice, because I sleep to it all the time. Yeah. Hmm. I love healthy sleep habits. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, yeah, let us know how you are. Send us an email to mysteryteamincorporated at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram at mysteryteaminc, or we don't do anything on Twitter, so, you know. Yeah. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother. Um, we missed you. I missed you. Who? I'm making intense eye contact on purpose. Oh, I thought you were doing it to the audience. No, I would. That would have been <laughs> this. <laughs> it's a visual medium. Yes. <laughs> um, we're back with more mysteries. Uh, I think it's, this is the first time it's ever actually been my turn <laughs> to go first. Oh, yeah, it is your turn. Let me crack my beer, though, because you always crack that yours. That never happens. Without me. No, I don't. You literally did. I know, just this one time. <laughs> no, and last time. <laughs> the ceremonial quacking of the beers. Also, we need to bid a welcome to Tanya's replacement. Oh, yeah. Who I haven't named yet. We but... have a new member on the team. Mm-hmm. It's a new computer for Kayla that has no name. No name. Nemo. <laughs> Um, it's my turn for once. Oh my god, so weird. It's never my turn. Usually what happens is... I, you go... I, I forfeit my turn. <laughs> uh, oh, there's the cat. She's I pet her. She's mad. Okay. Are you ready for a mystery? I'm ready for two mysteries. Whoa! <laughs> Are you ready for two mysteries? That's right! That's my favorite mystery, too. <laughs> she do like a Dora the Explorer. Yeah. Okay, so the mystery that I'm doing is actually a mystery that I've done before. Is there an update? No, it's a mystery from a long lost episode we recorded for <gasps> our live stream. But Kayla doesn't remember what happened to her yesterday, so I figured... Is this the one that made me cry? Probably. <laughs> She's giving a face. I figured this it would be good. This is the one that made me cry. I'm so excited because I don't remember it. I know Kayla doesn't remember it. And I really, I really don't felt... remember earlier today. I know. That's what I'm saying. And I really felt like this mystery needed, like it deserved to see the light of day. Yes. And yes. that old episode was never, it, it was unairable. So I'm going to do it again oh, so that so the people pleased. can finally hear the, the mystery of Forest Fens Buried <gasps> Treasure. Yay! <laughs> okay, full Yay! disclosure. The first time she did this, and she told me that she was doing a treasure, I fully cried. That's true. I'm really, I'm so excited. Are I'm, you ready? I'm closing my computer. I'm ready. I'm <clears> so <throat> ready. So, Forest Fen 
was a pilot in the Air Force. <laughs> he was a major. He was awarded a silver star for his service in Vietnam, where he flew 200, or sorry, 328 combat missions in 365 days. He also accompanied several archaeologists on digs in exotic locations. He was basically like real life Indiana Jones. Mm. But I don't think he was an archaeologist. I think he just went with them. Commence crush. He retired to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and opened a gallery with his partner named Rex Aerosmith. Oh, my God. He <laughs> later... Yeah, I know. And it's not spelled like... It's spelled like arrow, like someone who smiths arrows. It's so good. Uh, he later ran that gallery with his wife, Peggy, and it was called the Aerosmith Fen Gallery. Oh, it included Native American artifacts, paintings, bronze sculptures, and other art. It reportedly housed a mummified falcon from King Tut's tomb and Sitting Bull's peace pipe. The gallery grossed roughly $6 million per year. Wow. This was in the 80s. So that was like actually kind of a lot of money <laughs> at the yeah. time. In 1988, Fenn was diagnosed with kidney cancer and given a prognosis that it was likely terminal. So... He purchased a 12th century Romanesque 10 by 10 inch lockbox for $25,000, secretly filled it with valuable artifacts, including a number of gold coins, gold nuggets the size of chicken eggs, pre-Columbian gold figures, emeralds, and diamonds. His original plan was to haul it into the Rocky Mountains on one last adventure and die beside it. Well, Forrest Fenn didn't die from kidney cancer in 1988 or in 1989. And 22 years after his diagnosis, he launched his treasure hunt. I'm going to cry again. He hiked, up, <laughs> he hiked up into the Rocky Mountains with the vault. In 2010, he released a self-published memoir called The Thrill of the Chase. The book contains a 24-stanza poem, which is a treasure map. <laughs> it contains nine clues to guide hunters to the treasure, which is now purportedly worth about $2 million. Here. Oh, it's just so cool. Is the poem. <laughs> As I have gone alone in there, and with my treasures bold. No. <laughs> Do you want me to wait for you to stop no. crying about how cool the treasure is? No. Okay. I'll just start the poem over. Okay, I'm quiet. <laughs> As I have gone alone in there, and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where the hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt, and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk, put in below the home of Brown. From there, it's no place for the meek. The end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know, I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. <laughs> so Fenn said about his treasure, we were going into a recession and lots of people were losing their job and despair was written all over the headlines. And I just wanted to give people some hope. <laughs> so over 300,000 people have gone on a search for the treasure. Treasure hunters have analyzed and dissected the poem every which way. There are huge forums on the internet that are full of professional and amateur detectives treasure and treasure hunters all trying to solve the riddle. And it gets deep. This is from an article from a site called All That's Interesting. For example, the first clue for the Forest Fen treasure and the start point of the treasure hunt, begin it where warm waters halt, could hold several different meanings. Some hunters believe that this line is intended to lead treasure hunters to one of the many hot springs found in the Rocky Mountain range. Another, more detailed theory suggests that it's a point where warm water turns, cold, turns into cold water within a river. Trout only swim in cool waters, and Fenn is an avid fisherman who in the past has specifically mentioned that he often fishes for trout. There are specific points in rivers and streams where warm waters turn cold where trout can be found. Many believe that where warm waters halt refers to these points, marking the beginning of Fen's trail. So that that's like that's all super cool. Do you have that for every clue? Because I I could listen to it all night. The internet does. Mm -mm. I want you to read it to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have it for every clue. But every clue is that detailed, and 
it's literally written like almost like um it's written in such a way that it's like every word is a part of the clue. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds kind of just like trying to make the stanzas work, but if you actually break it down, it's like every li- like not not just every line, but every word is like integral mm-hmm. to figuring out the map. I'm going to become obsessive about this. I can feel it. This is going to be our national treasure. Oh my god. <laughs> this is yours and mine Nick Cage moment. Can I be the one who gets Riley? Yeah. Yes. For sure. You can get Diane, what's her name? She's okay. hot. All right. So uh, that's great. Um, <laughs> but there's another layer to this mystery. Of the 300,000 people who've gone on a search for the treasure, not all of them have made it out. So far, there have been four known deaths related to Fenn's treasure hunt. The New Mexico State Police Chief in 2017 uh, publicly implored Fenn to end the treasure hunt because he said it was a danger to public safety. In 2017, it still was? Mm-hmm. Are people still hunting? I mean, obviously they are, but, like, what's the news on the forums today? Well, we'll get to that at the very end. Okay, great. Um, First, we're going to just go over the deaths, because this is a mystery podcast. Right, sorry. I'm just obsessed with treasure. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, Randy Bilyeu went missing in January 2016 and was found dead in July. His body was discovered by workers along the Rio Grande, and an autopsy could not determine the cause of death. A mystery. What? Billy Yu's ex-wife has publicly stated her belief that the Fen treasure is a hoax. <gasps> Very supportive of her. Jeff Murphy, 53, of Batavia, Illinois, was found dead in Yellowstone National Park on June 9th, 2017, after falling about 500 feet down a steep slope. Yellowstone officials did provide details to the public concerning their investigation, but KULR-TV filed a Freedom of Information Act request. So the television television station reports that Murphy's wife told park authorities that he was looking for the treasure when she first reported him missing. Oh my god. I want to know how the first one died. It's a mystery. I'm uncomfortable with that. (laughs) Pastor Paris Wallace of Grand Junction, Colorado, told family members that he was searching for a buried treasure, but he failed to show up for a planned family meeting on June 14th, 2017. His car was found parked near the Taos Junction Bridge, and his body was found dead five to seven miles downstream along the Rio Grande. Also a mystery. Eric Ashby, 31, was found dead in Colorado's Arkansas River on July 28th, 2017. Like three of these, four of these people all died. Three of these people all died in 2017. Friends and family state that he had moved to Colorado in 2016 to look for the treasure. Oh, Lord. And he was last seen on June 28th rafting on the river 10 to 15 miles upstream from where his body was found. The raft overturned and Ashby had been missing since that time. So Forrest Fenn wrote that in light of a recent accident and in the interest of safety, he felt it that he felt that he owed it to the community to divulge more information. (laughs) (laughs) So he said, I like that it wasn't call off the hunt. No, 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 no. And I like that in order to like give people a sense of hope during the recession, instead of like donating to charity, he buried a treasure. I love this man. He said, the treasure is not underwater, nor is it near the Rio Grande River. Not, not even near it. That's a good clue. It is not necessary to move large rocks or climb up or down a steep precipice, and it is not under a man-made object, Fenn wrote. He also reminded hunters that he was 80 years old when he hid the treasure, so the hiding spot would be a place that an elderly man could easily access. Please be cautious and don't t- take risks, Fenn advised. He also reminded treasure seekers that the hunt is meant to be fun. Oh, I love him. According to CNN, Montana law enforcement went as far as issuing a warning on Facebook in, on June 18th, 2019. <gasps> in the last couple of years, two people have died. Actually, it's three, but they said two. Two have been rescued near, de- near death. Several have had run-ins with local and federal law enforcement. And one told his wife today he was injured, but not where he was. <laughs> the post said... <laughs> These people were all near Yellowstone National Park, and they were looking for the Forest Fen treasure. However, those four people who've died in the Rockies are not the only casualties of the Forest Fen treasure. Oh my god. Something a lot of people don't talk about when they talk about the Forest Fen treasure. Wait, hold on. Did the Facebook post say, like, stop? Or were they just, like, giving the facts? 
I actually don't know. I just took this from an article from, from CNN, and that was the end of the quote. Oh. Huh. It could so. be weird to just be like, these people died, and this guy didn't tell his wife where he was. Have fun. <laughs> Here's the <laughs> website. <laughs> like and subscribe. Link in bio. <laughs> Something a lot of people don't talk about is that before the treasure hunt, Fenn conflicted with authorities over federal antiquities law. Ooh. Does this surprise you based on the fact that he claimed to have Sitting Bull's peace pipe in his antiquities that museum? FBI agents raided his home in 2009 as part of an investigation into artifact looting in the Four Corners area and seized items, but he was not charged. Two people who were targeted in that case committed suicide. And Fenn has publicly blamed the FBI for their deaths. So there's also a possibility. Hold on, I have a lot more questions about yeah, that. Yeah, I have a conspiracy theory that Forrest Fenn was like running some, le- or part of some like black market antiquities gang. That wouldn't surprise me. And But here's the thing, and using his antiquities store as a front... yes you know what i mean um so that's like really interesting well that's like if you're like you know smuggling jewels you could hide them in a jewelry store because it's a shit ton of jewels i guess so it just seems like it uh, yeah maybe it's the best place to hide it yeah because why would why would you go look in an antiquity store it's too easy i feel like though that there must be some kind of oversight for that. Like, not, you know, like a health inspector, but for antiquities. Like, yeah, isn't the there FBI someone... when they figure it out. <laughs> isn't there someone, like, making sure that shit's above board? No. Checking the books? I don't know. I think they run their own books. Oh. Peggy probably ran the books. Ooh, Peggy was in on it. Do you think they were, like, a Bonnie and Clyde <gasps> of the antiquity scene? So in the 80s? Yes. <laughs> The only um, proposal I will ever accept in my life is to be a Bonnie and Clyde antiquities team. With me? Sure. Yay. Yeah, well, I mean, from anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's the only thing that someone can propose to me that I will say yes to. By the way, along with the gold and the artifacts, there's one more special item inside the chest. It's a modern day olive jar, sealed tight, in which there is a rolled up copy of Forrest Fenn's biography. Oh. So maybe the real adventure. Wait, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Taking it clean. Oh. So maybe the real treasure was the adventures we had along the way. <laughs> I think the real treasure was the treasure. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's the adventure. I think the adventure is a bonus. Or maybe the treasure is the survive. bonus. Yeah, there you the go. The treasure is the bonus. Well, we'll find out. When we do it. So let's, let me just jump on the internet really quick Please. and get an update. I'm still a little bit teary eyed. You can do that. I am. I mean, there. I don't have a choice at this point. I just like Googled Forest Fen treasure. And one of the first questions that came up is, has Forest Fen treasure, treasure been found? And this, this is an article from 2019. The Forest Fen treasure has not been found. Some have discovered new places in the process. Like what? Like places in like Yellowstone yeah, and stuff like that what? no one had ever been. Click I don't it. know. And a few of them have died, but <laughs> Fenn's treasure has never been found. I want to know what new places were discovered. Yeah, I'm not seeing any updates. Damn. No one's found it. Yet. Yeah, well, we haven't even started. It's a bit cocky of us to think that we... <laughs> of me, sorry. I'm the one, <laughs> yeah, I'm the one planning about? this fantasy. Um, I think we should go try to find it. I agree. Listeners, if you have any thoughts about the poem, if you decipher anything interesting and you want to share it with us, maybe we'll, I mean, we're going to post an Instagram post for this episode. So maybe comment on the episode or comment on the Instagram post if you have Or email it to us privately. I know. I just want to, we need to crowdsource it. I know, but like, don't put it on the internet, like send it to us. No one looks at our Instagram. Okay, that's fair. Except Great. for people that listen to our podcast. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. So, yeah. Um, or you can email it to us if, you, if it's lengthy. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the unsolved mystery of Forrest Fenn's hidden treasure. I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think we should probably at least 
go there. Go to there. I think we should go to there. This is a very good idea. I know. I would like to do this very much. I think we should stall all of our other problems. Wait, but should we do this before or after we apply for the Amazing Race? Well, when are the applications for the Amazing Race? I don't know. I think it might be good to put on our resume. Um, And then when we apply for the Amazing Race, we can be like, we went on a treasure hunt. Yeah. If we find it, we won't even need to go on the Amazing Race. Yeah, we'll just do it for fun. Yeah. Just so we can be the treasure hunting hot girls on the Amazing (laughs) Race. What I've always aspired to be. Me too, as of 10 minutes ago. Do you have anything to add? Do you want to take a break? Do you want to power through? I mean, I have to go cry a little bit. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, let's power through, but we'll put a fake break in. Great. Enjoy your fake break, fools. (laughs) We're back. We're back. From a very fake break. Was that mine? Who? Was that mine? I don't know. It was me. Oh. I'm not used to having a computer that works, Mm -hmm. but I'm still not connected to my iMessage. I don't know how... Oh! (gasps) Oh, no! What? I lost all the messages from the cheerleaders. No! They were all on Tanya and nowhere else. Get that computer back. Oh, you wiped it. Yeah. I, I'm watching Cheer on Netflix. Have you seen it? I haven't started it yet. I'm worried I'm going to have like flashbacks to that text chain. You might. But it made me have a lot of respect for those girls. Because they're fucking athletes? Yeah. I mean, listen, I know that cheerleading is a sport. You did it. Yeah, but I wasn't, I was not an athlete. <laughs> All the other people on my team were athletes. I did drop a girl in her head once. Um, that's an athlete. Yeah, that's true. You are an athlete. If you can cause someone else a head injury on a football field, technically that makes you an athlete. Absolutely. Um, I could probably do that just by walking. Like if I walked through a football game, would that make me an athlete? Maybe. If I walked briskly. (laughs) Put me in, coach. (laughs) Just see you walking. I got my hiking boots on. Hiking boots and like leggings. Yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And an oversized cardigan. I know. You know. My, my workout gear. Uh, yeah, so this is like not relevant, but cheer on Netflix. I want to watch good. it. But what's better is The Circle. I I'm not ready. I lost my mind I'm watching The Circle. I'm terrified of it. You will get draw. You, you'll get stuck in it forever. <sighs> it's amazing. If you, if anyone else agrees with me about this, please. No, I know you're right. I'm just really scared. No, I'm not trying to convince you. I just need other people to talk I'm to about it because no one else I know commitment. has watched it. Okay, fine. I'll do it. So if any of our listeners have watched The Circle, please. Okay, I'll make a compromise with up. you. What? I will watch The Circle mm-hmm. if you watch Shit's Creek. I've watched most of Shit's Creek. Finish it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're season seven started. Six. Season six started. I need you to be here with me. Copy. They're getting married. Copy. God. David. <laughs> Ew. Anyway. Today I have for you the mystery of the ghost blimp of California. Yeah! <laughs> I love yeah, that you did yeah, treasure yeah. and I did <laughs> aerospace. Aeroships. Um, Makes me really happy. First of all, I gotta say, I love a blimp. Yeah. The least logical piece of equipment <laughs> humans have ever come up with. It's certainly the most least, lo- it's the definitely the least logical form of transportation. I'm going to go across the board. <laughs> I mean, definitely of equipment in general, but I would also say, ex- and of especially of transportation. Like, blimps can be nominated in both categories mm-hmm. as a treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So my main source is a... Um, an article from history.net by a man named John. Okay, I want to see. I wrote this down because I want to see if you can figure out how to pronounce this name. It's spelled G-E-O-G-H-E-G-A-N. Is that all one word? Yes. Geffigan? <laughs> wait, no. It's spelled I need to Geoghegan. See it. Wait, hold on. I need to see it. G-E-O-G-H-E-G-A-N. Mm-hmm. 
Geoghan? Or is it like Jeff? Like G-E-O-F? Like is it Jeff? Well, here's the pronunci- pronunciation. Gagan or Gagan. Wow, this Whoa. is not what I thought I was going to be. Okay. Gagan or Gagan. But why is there a G in if, if it's Go Hagen? Listen. It's mystery number one. Mystery number one. Mind mysteries. What, 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 <clears throat> what culture does this name come from? I don't know. Maybe. It's a, Irish. It's a language that doesn't pronounce letters the same way that English does. Like Sertia. It is. It's Irish. That's why. Yes. Cool. Okay. We learned something Great. Irish today. <laughs> okay, so he wrote the article. Now to the first bullet point of my mystery. <laughs> that was quite, you really buried the lead. That was quite a red herring. Well, this is something that I have been I thinking about. I could have spent the, the rest of the podcast trying to figure out how to pronounce that Irish name. So in 1942, uh, the United States was very worried about Japan attacking the West Coast. Um, Correct. There were Japanese submarines already off the coast, and there had been an attack on an oil refinery near Santa Monica. Yeah, it was right before um, the Battle of Los Angeles. With blimps. Mm-hmm. So, well, as we know. Well, Battle of Los Angeles was... Weren't there blimps in the Battle of Los Angeles? It was probably UFOs. Oh, right. They said it was blimps. No, they didn't even reference blimps. Why? Why do I think the Battle of Los Angeles included blimps? I don't know. Is it because I just wrote this mystery over the yes. last few days? And it takes place in Southern California? Yes. Okay, great. Perfect. Around the same time as Not Southern, Northern California, but yes. Great. Cool. Crossed wires. Flog mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. So, the Navy responded to this threat by forming Airship Squadron 32, <laughs> which was a fleet of 12 blimps whose job it was to patrol the coastline and look for submarines. Oh, my God. I know. Why blimps over any more effective? Also, you did not. We were we were like, yeah. As as far as like equipment goes, it's the least logical. As far as transportation goes, it's the <laughs> least logical. We didn't even begin to talk about like being a warship. I know. Yeah, what an inefficient army. Here's maybe what it is. Okay, I'm gonna try to explain their actions. Okay, on the fly. So with blimps <laughs> you can kind of like low well first of all they were carrying like weapons yeah that's a crazy person thing to do to put it on a blimp i'm well yeah aware. but you can like get down close to the water mm-hmm. and like peer okay <laughs> is the only explanation i can think okay of. what like that it moves more slowly than an airplane mm-hmm i'm so curious about this because there must be a genuine I'm going to look at aeronautical reason. Let's see. Why blimps? (laughs) (laughs) Why did the Navy use Because here's the thing. It's pretty much the most vulnerable thing you could possibly use in a time of war. Because if you pop it, you can't land it. So if you hit it with like a missile, you couldn't even. I mean, you could hit it with like a thumbtack and I feel like it would be. I know. Maybe because it's less easily detected by radar? That doesn't sound right. Okay, this says, <laughs> the United States Navy proposed to the U.S. Congress the development of a lighter-than-air station program for anti-submarine patrolling of the coast and harbors. <sighs> okay. Doesn't say why. So the second mystery, besides Gohagen, is why blimps? Apparently, there was an airship anti-submarine success in World War One. That's good to know. All right, so we've been sleeping on blimps. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> we have been sleeping on blimps. Okay, so for unknown reasons, mystery number two. Why That's blimps? What I said. Okay, so they had twelve <laughs> on August sixteenth, nineteen forty-two. Two experienced pilots, 27-year-old Lieutenant Ernest DeWitt Cody and 34-year-old Ensign Charles Ellis Adams, took off on Flight 101 on the L-8 blimp. That was her name. Mm -hmm. A third pilot, Riley Hill, was supposed to go with them, but then at the last minute he was called off the flight for unexplained reasons. The flight plan started at Treasure Island in San Francisco Bay, which is absurd. Mm -hmm. You cannot launch a blimp from (laughs) From Treasure Treasure Island. Island. 
It would pass over the Golden Gate Bridge, then go to the Farallon Islands, 25 miles off the coast, and then north to Point Reyes. It was meant to take four hours. And it was looking for submarines? Mm Mm-hmm. At 7.38 a.m., an hour and a half into the patrol, L-8 radioed their position as four miles east of the Farallons. Four minutes later, they sent a second message that said, Am investigating suspicious oil slick. Stand by. And oil slicks could indicate that there was an enemy sub lurking below the surface. So they dropped what are two, um, they're Mark IV float lights. Okay. Which is a smoke-producing flare shaped like an aerial bomb. Okay. At 7.42 a.m. I don't understand blimp warfare. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either. Um, At this time, L-8 was seen by the Liberty ship Albert Gallatin, do not know why it's named a human name, Mm -hmm. and the fishing trawler Daisy Gray, Mm -hmm. also a human name. Yeah. I'll never understand. Um, The trawler's first mate reported seeing two men in the gondola of the blimp. Another crazy thing about blimps. (laughs) The (laughs) The cabin is called a gondola. gondola. So the blimp circled at 200 to 300 feet. At one point, it descended to 30 feet above the water as if the crew wanted to look at something, which is what I said. (laughs) (laughs) And then shortly after 9 a.m., they dropped ballast, rose and headed back towards San Francisco. And that was the last anyone saw of Lieutenant Cody or Ensign Adams. Three hours passed and there was no word from the crew. They tried in vain to contact them. And when they still hadn't responded by 8.50, two Vought OS2U Kingfisher float planes were sent to search for L-8. At 11 a.m., one of the Kingfishers reported seeing L-8 three miles west of Salada Beach at 2,000 feet. 2,000 feet is dangerously close to the blimp's pressure height, which is the altitude where its valves would automatically open and vent helium to prevent its gas cells from burning. Sorry, bursting. Um, I don't understand blimps, I learned. Also, I have a question. I don't think anyone understands blimps, truly. So I guess it, I, it like never occurred to me, are the gondolas pressurized? I don't know. I don't understand blimps. Because if the blimp was at 2,000 feet and the... Because in my head, I didn't realize that they were pressurized for no, some reason. No, they must be. Mustn't they? We should maybe just go on a blimp. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm just going to Google blimp gondola and see if that clears anything up. Yes, yes. Yes, they are. Okay. Okay. So yes, blimp gondolas must be pressurized somehow. <laughs> um, so crews usually avoid going that high. Nobody knows why they got to 2,000 feet. And then an Army P-38 pilot spotted L-8 near Mile Rock, but d- said that there was nothing off, like it was flying at a normal height, and it didn't look like it was out of control. Um, a few minutes later, a man named Richard Quam who was an off-duty seaman. <laughs> I was trying to say it. So I know. Like, there's no way. Um, heading for a day at the beach. He was driving along the coast between San Mateo and San Francisco, and he saw the L-8 in the distance and noted that it was, like, bent in the middle a little bit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Um, he stopped to take pictures, and obviously later the authorities confiscated them. At around 11.15 a.m., five hours after L-8 left Treasure Island, it approached the shore at Ocean Beach in San Francisco, about a mile south of Fort Funston. Um, One swimmer (laughs) noticed L-8 hanging 50 feet offshore, its motors silent. Its bag was sagging noticeably, and it was moving broadside to the wind, about 50 feet above the water. Oh. It touched down briefly on the beach... And then, like, dragged inland until the gondola hit the side of a hill, which packed the starboard engine with dirt and bent the propellers and knocked off one of its depth charges. Oh, no. Yeah. But depth charges only um, detonate underwater. Okay, that's good to know. It takes pressure. Got it. Um, So the depth charge was 325 pounds. So after it lost the depth charge, it just, like, went back up again. Yeah, right. 
And it flew over what is called the Olympic Golf Club. Mm -hmm. Um, One club member reported having seen a parachute descending from the blimp while it was still offshore. Um, One child said that they looked through their binoculars and saw figures inside the cabin. The L-8 then, like, dragged itself over to this town called Daly City. It dragged across the roof of one Ethel Appleton, Mm -hmm. scaring the shit out of her. Mm -hmm. And then it landed gently... In the middle of the 400 block of Bellevue Avenue in Daly City. This is amazing. No one was hurt. Great. And it's like miraculous journey. As it just dragged itself across <laughs> yeah. San Francisco. Like a plastic bag in the wind. It truly was just a giant load-bearing. Not load-bearing. What am I thinking of? Armed. <laughs> yeah. um, so when the Navy arrived to investigate... They found a few strange things. First, there was no sign of the pilots whatsoever. Right. Two, the door was latched open, which is not how you fly a blimp. No. Nope. Um, the safety bar used to block the door was not even there. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't gone, but it was, like, very much not doing what it was supposed mm-hmm. to do. A microphone hooked to an outside speaker system, which, because blimps are the craziest thing on the planet... Is they called, have those. It's called a bogan hailer. <laughs> Joe Hagen. Gahagen. Gagfin. <laughs> um, was like dangling over the side. And then I wrote, side note, I love blimps. They are insane. <laughs> um, Riley Hill, the man who prepped the blimp and then wasn't allowed to go on the flight, said, quote, the ignition switch was still on. The radio was still on and working. Nobody had touched my fuel valves. They were set up just the way that I'd left them, and we still had another six hours of fuel. Uh, Lieutenant Cody's cap was resting on the instrument panel, and two of the three life jackets on board were missing, but it's protocol for them to wear them while they're flying. Operating. Yeah, whatever While they're, they're air sailing. Yeah. I think it's they do use sailing. nautical terms. I, I think, think it's they do, sailing. too. Yeah. Um, so... They must have disappeared with them. And there was a locked briefcase containing top secret codes that was still on the blimp. I feel like that shouldn't be on there. Willy nilly like. I know. They just like left it. Mm-hmm. An inspection also found that all three parachutes were still there. So I'm unsure about the person who said they saw someone parachuting out of it. So the Navy convened a board of investigations to look into L8's crew disappearance uh they investigated for seven days and concluded that quote no fire no submersion no misconduct and no missiles struck the blimp witnesses from the daisy gray and the gallatin testified that while they were watching the blimp the crew was on board the engines were running and no one fell from the cabin the investigation covered the testimony of 35 witnesses and we have no any no answers uh but we do have a theories Yay, I love the theories. We love the theories. All right. Here are the theories. They were in love, and they ran away together. Possible. That's my theory. That's a good one. Thank you. There's one similar to it. Yay. But much darker. Mm. Okay, so. They were captured by a Japanese sub. They were spying for Japan, and they rendezvoused with an I-boat to escape. Yeah, that sounds better to me. A stowaway had overpowered the two men and then somehow vanished as well. Hmm. Uh, their disappearance was an AWOL scheme gone awry. Mm-hmm. Uh, one crewman murdered the other over a woman, dumped his body, and then fell overboard. <laughs> also possible. <laughs> um, a rogue wave swept them both away. Okay. Uh, or perhaps the blimp had temporarily dipped into the ocean and they just got like washed out of the That's gondola. Possible. Or aliens. That's my favorite. Obviously. Yeah. There's more. They got too close to the aliens. The aliens took them. Mm Mm-hmm. Or they went up to meet them. Rendezvous. They were spying for the aliens. Yes. Um, the The naval investigators came up with a theory. Their theory is that one of the officers climbed out of the gondola to fix a mechanical problem and had, quote, some kind of trouble. The second pilot came to his aid, and then they both fell. That's very possible. Yes. 
and then just watched it get away. <laughs> can you imagine? imagine? Just like, no! Can you imagine just being, like, floating? Like, 30, they, like, fell from 30 feet. Yeah, and they just, they just like, watched in it. There. Yeah. <laughs> watched it float away. Oh, what a huge bummer. Because yeah. they were investigating an oil slick. Yeah. So maybe there was a sub under there. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so then I discovered a very strange small corner of the internet. Yeah. In which a man named Otto Gross exists. Most articles about the ghost blimp mention this man. He's a man from New Jersey who in 2009 decided to dedicate his life to solving the mystery of the ghost blimp. Should we have him on the show? (laughs) I can't find him. Damn it. But a lot of articles mention him and he's like mentioned in like footnotes of literature but every time i went to any of the links or like looked for any of this shit that he wrote it was like 403 error so i think he must have gotten too close yeah the government's trying to keep him quiet yeah he had a everyone was like he has a website called ghostblimp.com <laughs> it doesn't exist <gasps> what happened to ghostblimp.com i don't know but this is his theory well, the mystery of what happened to Otto Gross is now an even bigger mystery than the That's, blimp. We're now at four. Mm-hmm. So Otto's theory is that the blimp had been secretly testing experimental radar. I buy it. And some rogue microwave radiation, like, knocked out the pilots, and then they the door was unlatched, so they just, like, fell out. You know, what's really interesting is that my first thought before you got into any of the theories was like, they must have been, that's what the reason I was asking if it was pressurized. I was like, they must have been unconscious. Yeah. They must have like hit an altitude or something and lost cabin pressure. Well, then after you told me that, I was like, they jumped out. Why? I don't know. Maybe they were like losing altitude because the thing was dented. So when they got like close enough they were like you know whatever trying to look at an oil slick and they were losing altitude so they abandoned blimp but then you when... can say ship it's she's seafaring <laughs> but then when they jumped off she went back up because they dumped like probably over 300 pounds being themselves oh, yeah. and then it floated away and they were like fuck what a huge bummer yeah um, okay, so some people discount the radar thing okay. because there's no, no evidence proof that the blimp was testing radar shit, but like maybe that's what they want us to think. Sure. So the Navy's Board of Inquiry concluded, quote, careful analysis of the evidence indicates no reason for the voluntary abandonment of the airship. The board therefore believes that abandonment was involuntary. And then this article by Gyogen said, The simplest explanation is that both men left the airship not long after their last broadcast. Most likely, one fell overboard while surveying the oil slick or possibly fixing the engine. That would account for the two smoke bombs being dropped, the ship descending to 30 feet, and then the use of the bulk inhaler found dangling from the gondola, presumably to communicate with the man overboard. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um... And then the Navy said, doubts as to the fastening of the safety lock at takeoff and adequacy of the latch suggest the possibility that the latch might have been released accidentally, permitting a passenger to fall out. Failure to use the radio or the life raft might indicate that the pilot hoped to recover his passenger very quickly. That makes sense to me, too. The fact that both engines were stopped might be explained by the pilot's attempt to slow the airship while heading into a very light breeze. The open door latched full forward. The microphone and radio headset hanging out the door lend credence to this theory. Yeah, he had it on his head and yeah. he fell. In such an attempt, the pilot might himself have gone overboard. No other adequate explanation offers itself for the abandonment of an airworthy airship. I agree. I think it makes sense. Mystery solved. I have one good piece of news. Uh-oh. Okay. This is for, the first half of this is not a good piece of news. A year later... A year after the investigation concluded, Lieutenant Ernest Cody and Ensign Charles Adams were officially declared dead. Mm-hmm. They were never found. But the blimp was repaired. She went back into patrol. And then after the war, L-8 became the Goodyear blimp. What? Yeah. The Hold on. Yes. The Goodyear blimp is the is ghost, ghost blimp. blimp. Yes. 
stop. Yes. Wait. Isn't that a whole they banana? They can't do that. I know. People died on that blimp. Yeah. I mean, like, by Probably. falling off of it. I know. It's so upsetting. It's cursed. I I read you that and I almost the good threw my computer across my apartment. Holy shit. I was so angry. Did you guys know the Goodyear blimp was cursed this whole time? The Goodyear blimp is the ghost We're so blimp. lucky that thing didn't crash. hasn't crashed. I know. Has I mean, it, it ever? It's, it's a different blimp now, right? There's no way that it's still a World War II naval blimp flying over fucking the Dallas Cowboys stadium bullshit. I'm Googling, have they replaced the Goodyear blimp? Yeah, I'm sure they have. They yeah. probably have like five by well, now. Well, now they're like zeppelins. Well, what was the other blimp? I don't know. What's the difference? A lot, probably. I think they're the same. There's probably a bathroom on this one. But not on a zeppelin? No, there's probably a, a bathroom on the new Goodyear blimp. No, I mean, what's the difference between a zeppelin and a blimp? Let's find out. We might never understand blimps. <laughs> This is a vain, a vain attempt. I'm shooketh that that blimp killed two men and then it went on to become the Goodyear blimp. Cancel culture really does not impact <laughs> careers. Here's, here's what I found out. Um, a Zeppelin is like a blimp, save one crucial difference. No bathroom. Got it. <laughs> Mystery solved. No, blimps are balloons and Zeppelins have an internal metal framework. Oh. That maintains its shape right. even when it's not. So it wouldn't... Oh, okay, wait. So this is interesting. So it wouldn't, like, deflate. So if the... Bli- so if they saw L8 and it was, like, quote-unquote dented at the top, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a framework, so it must have been deflating? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So then why is that not part of the Navy's explanation for why everyone fell out of it? Because the engine... Like, everything was turned off. Right. It had to, or, but then it was on when it landed. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. The engines? Yeah, Riley Hill said. No, they said when I, when they found it. The ignition it. switch was still on. I don't know if that means that it's up and running, though. But it was definitely, like, when it landed, there's, like, pictures of it just in the street. Mm-hmm. And it's, like. Yeah. It's deflated. Mm-hmm. Because it was, like, popped. Maybe, but maybe it got popped when it, like, ran aground four different times. <laughs> yeah. But then why, but that, okay, so this goes back to my question. So when they saw it out at sea, it had a dent in it, mm-hmm. meaning it was already deflating. Yes, but that was after the, the trawler and the Albert ship saw it. So that was probably after they jumped out? Mm-hmm. Fell out? Although, well, we don't know because, so it the order was... Trawler and Albert saw it, and they definitely saw the pilot and the passenger in there. Mm -hmm. And then the guy driving saw it with a dent, Mm -hmm. and then it went over to the golf course, and there people said that they saw people in there. Mm -hmm. And then it dragged across Ethel's house. No. Yes. Yes. People saw people in there after it ran aground? That's what they said. They There are people who testified, not testified, but when they originally interviewed people, like for like small town articles, that they at the golf club saw people in the gondola. Hmm. But they also said they saw someone parachute out, so I don't trust them. Hmm. That wasn't the same people, though. No. That was a kid. That was a child. But also, he could have seen someone fall out. Yeah. And thought that they were parachuting. They could have been holding a fucking backpack and he thought it was, you know. Yeah. Kids are idiots. (laughs) Oh, I know. They're at least unreliable witnesses (laughs) for like a naval inquiry, (laughs) I think. Hey, Jimmy. (laughs) And he threw up. (laughs) I saw he threw up. (laughs) That was some show and tell that year. (laughs) Wow, Ghost Blimp. Ghost Blimp, good year. I can't even with That was a good year. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, blimp. Not uh. for them. All years with blimps are good years. 
Cool story. You get cool story, too. Thanks. Let's find a treasure. Okay. In a blimp. <gasps> what if we <laughs> rented a blimp? I and just flew it over the Rockies? <laughs> crashed it. <laughs> crashed it. Uh, ghost blimp, too. Two blimps to ghosts. Two blimp to ghosts. <laughs> 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 uh... I can't wait to get started on our treasure hunt. Or Ghost Blimp 3. Glimp. Tonight. You will go. No! Um, you will go. All right. Well, good blimp. <laughs> good blimp, cousin. <laughs> good work. You good work. Happy 2020. Yeah, we made it. It's the year of treasures and glimps. <laughs> uh, I love glimp. Are you just naming things in the room that you like? <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed our first show of 2020. It was appropriately silly. I thought so. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we say our sign-offs now. Okay, I'm ready. Um, we don't know. Stay in your lane. Um, fuck all the fuck up. Glimp smooches. <laughs> I would smooch a glimp. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.